Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful, fabulous Wednesday morning. It's good old hump day once again. And uh, a little rainy out there, so be sure and grab your rain gear as you're heading out the door. Uh, praise God, it's not as cold as it has been, so uh, it's still a little chilly, but uh, glad it's not as cold as it has been anyway. And uh, uh, But it's always good to have these uh, devotionals each morning so we can uh, uh, spur each other on. That's why I do this, because iron sharpens iron, and my hope is to encourage you as you go out your, throughout your day, <clears throat> that you can be reflective on uh, each day's teaching and uh, use that uh, to benefit the Lord, to uh, spur on spiritual growth. And uh, so I hope that these devotions do find you well. But uh, it is good old hump day, and so don't forget to uh, attend church. Uh, Fountain Life Bible Church always has uh, church at 7 p.m. each and every Wednesday night. You, you know, some churches that don't anymore, and they, they it's understandable as to why they don't for some. And uh, uh, come out and join us. We, uh, you know, I, we're not trying to pull you away from anybody's church. We're trying to force you to be a member. The thing of it is, we, all, we just want people to come and worship. That's what it's about. So come out and join us. If you got a home church and they're having services, go there, you know. But I always want to invite, extend an invitation to everybody uh, if I can, and uh, so that you'll come out and join us. We need, we need that midweek refueling. We need that time with the Lord. And uh, so to definitely do that. But anyway, give me just a second here. I just realized I didn't have my scripture pulled up. So that is not good. So give me just one second here to pull this up. I don't know what I was thinking this morning. And uh, still trying to get over uh, this mess um, dealing with. And uh, so flu and cold stuff that everybody else is fighting as well. So let's go ahead and pull this up. Get your Bibles. I want you to highlight those Bibles, underline them. Go back and reflect on these, and uh, so you can uh, use it in your your spiritual battles for each and every day. But we're looking at Psalm twenty three six, and let's bring that up here. <clears throat> and it says, "Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." So, of course, you see the little mean picture there of a man and his son talking about uh, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives. So, let's go ahead and. Uh, uh, take a look at this a little close, look more closely. You know, <clears throat> we see that uh, surely goodness and mercy should follow me all the days of our life. You know, we we have to be very careful. There's some pastors out there who teach uh, uh, erroneously and even heretically, uh, or heretical teachings rather, uh, in regards to uh, prosperity. You know, or, well known as a prosperity gospel, that uh, you know God's going to bless your pocketbook, and that's what they're about. In fact, I was even reading. Uh, where there were some that, uh, it was T.D. Jakes, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, uh, said pull out your wallets and hold them in the air and God's going to bless that wallet. It's just stupid, man. God don't, you know, we, there's too much focus on the temporal. You know, all this stuff's going to be burned up, going away. God don't care about your stupid pocketbook. He's, he wants to meet your needs. And there's nothing wrong with being rich. I mean, I think some people think, oh, the, you know, the, the root of, we miss, miss, uh, uh, speak or, or misapply the scripture that money is the root of all evil uh, and uh, they think oh well, you can't be well, you can be rich there's nothing wrong with that but if that is your only goal and if that is your god then that even if you're poor uh, could be your god and that can that can be you know that's that's wrong uh, but uh you know so but if you've got jesus christ first and lord has blessed you with an abundance man that's awesome good for you you know there's nothing wrong with being i think some people think equate richness uh with uh uh, that is that an enmity with God, but you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, at the same time, uh, we have to be very careful because even if we, if the Lord does bless us, 
and we do accumulate wealth, uh, you know, it's very easy to not have as much dependence on God as we should. And I think that's why sometimes maybe that's why we're, many of us uh, live paycheck to paychecks because God wants us to have that complete and total dependence upon him and not on nothing else. But anyway, uh, to get back to this, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Uh, you know, what this is talking about, obviously, again, we're not talking about temporal. You know, God will do good things for us and bless us in this temporal world. You know, the Lord has blessed us with homes and with cars and, and jobs and, and uh, friends and family. You know, the Lord has, has given us goodness. He, is, he has blessed us mightily uh, for the things that are in this world. But he extends that and shows mercy. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing that not only are our sins forgiven, but God shows mercy and love despite our wicked selves. You know, there's people out there who say, well, I, I, you know, I say, hey, man, I ain't seen you at church in a while. And they, they look at me and say, well, I've, I've backslid. And something my dad said a long time ago that uh, rings true, you have to be somewhere before you can backslide, you know. And so don't let that keep you from church. You know, we all mess up. We're all sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one. That's why sometimes I feel like the Apostle Paul who said, I'm the chief of sinners. I feel like it sometimes or all the time. You know, I feel like I'm the last person who needs to be behind a pulpit or in front of this camera telling anybody about anything when I've got a, a, a whole slew of, of things that need to be dealt with on a daily basis that I have to fight. But for whatever reason, the Lord has called me uh, to the ministry. I, you know, and again, I question it sometimes. There's people out there who are far smarter, more articulate than I'll ever be. But nevertheless, um, uh, if God can make a donkey talk, you shouldn't have no problem with me. But uh, the thing of it is, though, uh, even though we mess up, even though we screw up, even though we may backslide, even though you may get back into the world, this is what this is talking about. And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God will still show that grace. He will still show that kindness. He will still show that mercy even though we deserve to be kicked out, even though we deserve hell, even though we deserve these things, Jesus Christ come to save us. And once our name is written in that Lamb's Book of Life, it can't be erased. You know, I think some people have this erroneous idea that God's out to get them. You know, uh, they, we sin and mess up, and then if something bad happens, we think, well, that's what happened. See, I messed up, so now God's punishing me. That's not how it works. You cannot lose your salvation. Now, some people have this Arminian belief that you can lose your salvation. Now, now with that said, Let's be, be kind of careful about some things. Uh, even though God shows mercy and grace and he forgives us, there are some people who take advantage of that, and they may have made a profession of faith with their lips, but their actions, attitudes, thoughts, and the way they interact with other people show completely the contrary, that they have not made a life change. And uh, that uh, is, may, may, may need to raise an eyebrow. You know, you, you claim that you've made a profession of faith, but yet you show no difference in your attitude or nothing. I think some people think, oh, I got my ticket punched. I'm going to heaven, so I'm good to go now. I'm just going to live however they want to. If you've truly made a, a life change, if you've truly made a change of heart, if you've truly made that commitment to Jesus Christ, see, that's what is known as sanctification, that, that there is a change, that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And because you're that new creation in Christ Jesus, you have a new outlook. You have a new way of thinking. The things you used to think were fun are no longer uh, appealing to you. The things you used to think were funny may not be as funny as it used to because it's not to say that we can't laugh, we can't have humor, we can't joke, but those vile, dirty things that we used to think was funny, you're like, man, you know, I don't want to hear that no more because you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have changed. You're a new person. Therefore, you have a, a mind change. You want to, to seek the things of Jesus Christ. You want to do the things that are honoring to God. And uh, even though we mess up, even though we're sinful, we still try each day to, or hopefully you are, that you're trying to grow to spiritual maturity and that you're trying to strive to have that mind of Christ. But if you're not showing any change, you're not bearing any fruit, then that you need to take that spiritual pulse. Like, you know, did I really uh, mean what I said or was I just 
you know, some people I think think they're just saying a, 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 a magic words, and all of a sudden they're saved. It's deeper than that. It is a relationship between us and Christ. That's why He is a heavenly Father. He doesn't give up on us. You know, just like my kids, they're going to sin, they're going to mess up, and um, and and so you know, I, if I was a, a wicked person, uh, when they mess up, I'd be like, get out of my house, don't you ever come here again. And I think that's what some people think about God. That hey, when you mess up, get out of here. You're not, you know, that's, God loves us unconditionally. And when, when my kids mess up, uh, yes, there's consequences. I may have to punish them, and I might even get aggravated with them. But they know that Daddy still loves them, and I'm not giving up on them. I still hug them, and I still tell them I love them. I've had to bust her fannies a time or two, and praise God, it hasn't been nothing uh, uh, that I've had to do many times. I've probably count on uh, one hand the times I've uh, whipped both my kids. and um, uh, But... Uh, uh, but I do it out of love so that they'll go in the right direction. Sometimes God may put us through some trials and things to get us in the right direction, spur us in that, in that where he wants us to go. But just like, you know, I don't give up on my kids. God's don't give up on us. If me, who is wicked, could do that, show that kind of love, how much more can the Father show that love on us? So he's not going to kick us out. He's not going to uh, get rid of us just because we mess up. But let's make sure that we're striving each day to have that mind of Christ, that when we mess up, that we look up, ask for forgiveness, learn from that incident, and try not to uh, go down that path and do it again and try to do better. Now, there's a vicious cycle of sin, forgiveness, sin, forgiveness. And sometimes, particularly when you're dealing with addiction, whether it's drug, alcohol, uh, sexual, whatever the addiction may be, uh, sometimes it's easy to say, Lord, forgive me. I, I'm not, I don't ever want to do that again, and I won't ever do that again. And then you mess up, and you're thinking, oh, you know, Lord, I'm so sorry. I, I'll do better. And then you do the same thing again, do the same thing again, do the same thing again. And it gets frustrating, you know. Sometimes you just want to throw up your hands and think, why do I even bother? Why do I even try? We keep continuing to try because we understand the mercy. We understand God's grace. We understand the forgiveness of sins. We understand what Jesus Christ does for us. The devil knows our weaknesses. He knows to zero right in with that arrow, and but he knows how to get you, get you good. But the fact, you know, it's sometimes easy because of that vicious circle to say, well, how am I know if I'm even saved? If you wasn't saved, you wouldn't even ask the question. You could care less and be out in the world doing whatever. The fact that you're you even concerned about it, I think, demonstrates uh, a life that has been changed. And, um, and so we have that uh, conviction uh, of heart uh, when we do mess up. But here's the great thing, though. His goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Isn't that not awesome? That he's that all the days of our life, God's going to be there. He's never going to forgive, never going to give. Jesus was asked, how many times we should forgive? He says, 70 times 7. Does that mean literally 70 times 7? That's all we get? No. He, what he's saying is ad infinitum. It, it is, there is no limit to forgiveness that he will give. Therefore, we should not be limited in the forgiveness we give to other people. You know, sometimes we can be hurt uh, numerous times, and uh, it's hard to uh, to keep continuing to forgive. And but we need to just because just as Jesus Christ forgives us, we expect forgiveness that quick. We need to give it as quickly. Now, that doesn't mean we're the world's doormat, and uh, we expect you know, we just pre to be treated like crap. You you know, sir, sort of, if you're in a situation where someone's continually hurting you. Uh, physically, mentally, or emotionally, you need to get away from that person and uh, uh, and have no more association. You can have forgiveness in your heart, but you don't need to be hanging around somebody like that who's calling constantly going to beat you down. That's that's not what God wants. But we see here, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So here's the thing, guys and gals. This, this world is temporary, as you know. We're only here for a little time. You know, just as I was reading in James 4, <clears throat> excuse me, this morning, uh, talking about how we're only here just for a little, we're a vapor. You know, we're, it is it, just, we're, it, our, our uh, time on this earth is so short. None of us know how long we're going to be here. That's why we have to not focus 
on the bills and the problems and the temporal things of this world. I'm not saying don't pay your bills. You need to pay your bills or you're going to be homeless. You know, you got to pay your bills. But we can focus too much on jobs and, 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 and materialistic things that amount to nothing, even physical. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm an advocate for healthy eating, working out, uh, even though I, I, I don't always do that. Uh, uh, but you need to, your body's a temple, you need to take care of it. But Paul's Paul says, exercise profiteth little, but we need to take care of the temple. David is, we, my point is, we can't focus on the things that are temporary. We've got to make sure we're looking forward to the cross. We're looking forward to Jesus Christ. We're looking forward to eternity with, with God Almighty. We have more peace, more joy than we've ever imagined. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more death. We'll be with Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, so many people focus on today and they don't focus on the eternal. And there's going to be a lot of good people, sadly, in hell because they've never made that profession of faith. They thought because they were good, they did benevolent things, they, they gave to charities, they attended church. But they've never prayed and accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And, you know, Jesus Christ was clear. There's no way into heaven except through him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And one day, even though we mess up, and we see here, surely his goodness and mercy shall follow all the days. Even though we mess up, he shows his goodness. He shows his mercy. He shows his grace on us every day. One day, we will get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We get to dwell on all, for all eternity with Jesus Christ. That brings, should bring joy. That should bring excitement. That gives us something to look forward to. Uh, that's one great thing about uh, God's promises and His faith and our faith in Him. And He is uh, his, his faith. Uh, I get out here in a second. Our faith in Him to trust in Him uh, to know that uh, His promises are real and that He does not lie. God does not lie. He tells the truth. And uh, we see this time and time in Scripture that God does not lie. You know, it's just like uh, when I was a, a kid, uh, my dad would say, hey, I want to uh, take you, uh, I don't know, hypothetically. Let's say we lived in Florida. And he said, I'm going to take you to Disney. Well, man, I'd be all excited. You know, heck, I'm 40, almost 47 years old. I'd be excited now to go to Disney. But, uh, you know, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm anxious in the anticipation of what is to come. And I'm excited for what my dad has promised because I know my dad's not going to lie to me. And I'm all excited because I know what, what, I, what I get to look forward to. Well, if I can have that kind of trust in an earthly father, how much more should, trust should we have in the heavenly father who promises even more things, even things far better than Disneyland ever have to offer? And that's why we have that excitement, that anticipation of things to come because God keeps his promises. So we get to look forward to that. We get to look forward to a, a, a new life with Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, even though this life is full of pain and sorrow and suffering because we live in a fallen world, because of the sin that entered into this world because of Adam and Eve, and that uh, we live, and if we wanted free will, we had to come with the consequences that, that come along with that. And so that's why we have horrible, tragic things that happen. But that's why we have to depend upon God. Our, our finite minds cannot always understand an infinite God. And that's why we always have to cling to Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That's why we have to cling to those promises and those things of Jesus Christ. Even though we go through things we may not understand, we got to cling to the hope and the promises of Christ. Only he will give us the endurance. Only he will give us the strength. Only all he can give, help us to persevere and, and during the midst of trials and tribulation. So even though we may have messed up, each and every day. You may be, somebody may be watching this today, maybe like, man, I've backslid so much, the walls would come caving in if I entered into a church. Don't ever think that. People think, well, I get myself cleaned up, I'll come to church. You will never go to church. You will never get cleaned up to a point you think you're good enough to come to church. Ain't none of us good enough to come to church. Ain't none of us good enough to, to lay face flat on the ground and 
kiss Jesus' shoe. I mean, we're none of us are worth anything. But it is God's mercy and his grace and his goodness that makes us uh, 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 holy to stand before God. I'll get out here and say, I don't know why I can't talk today. Because when we come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, we are joint heirs to the throne. We are equal to Jesus Christ. That's what makes us worthy to be able to stand before God. And it's not in an arrogant way. It is a, in a humble way. Like, wow, you know, God, you love me enough to not give up on me. You love me enough to always be there. You love me enough to, to never give up on me. It is, is a, 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 hum, a humility that we should always have, a fear of God, a deep respect for God because of what he's given to us. So don't ever feel like you're too far gone. You're too bad off to enter into church. Never feel that way. God's mercy and grace is sufficient. He covers a multitude of sins, and we are forgiven. We are loved. So don't let the things of the past be held over your head by the old devil. That's what he wants you to do. We can't get forward looking backwards. Yes, we all have regrets. I have deep regrets, but I am a new creature in Christ. And you are a new creature in Christ Jesus if you've given your life to God. And so those sins, all right, are those past, present, and future sins have been nailed to the cross. Praise God that his mercy is awesome and his goodness is great. And they'll always be with us. And then one day we get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, can't wait. That's going to be awesome to get to see family and friends. Ultimately, get to see Jesus Christ and uh, see the meet apostles and disciples. And, uh, oh, it's going to be a wonderful thing. And uh, so it gives us something to be excited about. Let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you. We love you and we praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, help us to cling to your promises. Help us to cling to your truth. Uh, Lord, uh, in the midst of sorrow and trials and tribulations, sometimes we feel so disarrayed and so uh, uh, beaten down that we don't know what to do, but we need to know that we are forgiven, that we are loved, and that you are there, and that you will not ever give up on us. Let us look forward to the future hope and the glory of God. Lord, for anyone this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with our teachers, bus drivers, our students, and uh, uh, let them get to school and back safely without any problems or complications. Be with our president, Lord. Uh, raise your blessing mildly. Let him seek you uh, for wisdom and discernment. Protect him and his family. And uh, as we're going through this erroneous impeachment things, uh, Lord, be with our first responders, our police officers. Uh, Lord, uh, let them know they're loved, needed, and appreciated. And uh, thank you for our veterans. And Lord, uh, just let this nation touch hearts and minds like never before. Let this nation turn to you like never before, Lord. Uh, Lord, there's a lot of prayer requests or prayer concerns that I, I see and read daily. Lord, you know those situations. Pray that you will, you will intervene and let your presence be known in each and every one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each and every y'all watching this morning. It's always a pleasure and an honor to get to do these uh, little devotionals to hopefully uh, uh, help your day go a little better. And uh, if you want to share these devotions and you might have family or friends you think might, might like to watch these each and every day, they can always uh, find me at uh, Dr. Young 77 on Facebook. Uh, they can send me a friend request and they can, if they want to watch these devotions each day. I do not do Twitter anymore. Just too much vulgar, vulgarity on there for my taste. Can't do it. But uh, they can also watch, upload these to YouTube, uh, Dr. Matthias Young. They can go there or they can listen on Apple iTunes uh, each and every day. I upload those on there as well as sermons uh, from the church. And uh, thank you, Kay. Thank you, Austin. And uh, so you can listen or you can watch on YouTube or here on Facebook. So check that out. 
But anyway, I hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. So thanks for watching.